0: Well, as a student, I got um, connected with a group on my campus who were super passionate about sharing their faith. And at the end of my first year, they invited me to go on one of their projects overseas to tell other people about Jesus. And um, I didn't have much to do with my long student summer. So I thought, okay, I'm going to sign up for the most adventurous sounding option. And it was a three week trip to Israel So off we went to Israel, and when we arrived, our team had some basic training, like how to say Jesus in Hebrew, which is Yeshua. And then off we went to the nearest university campus. And um, I was paired off with my friend, Matt, and as we wandered around, I started to feel a little bit out of my depth and a little bit nervous. And it didn't help that there were these Israeli security guards everywhere with massive guns, checking everyone's bags as we went into buildings. Um, But after a while... Um, we saw this guy on his own, the first, first guy we were going to speak to. And Matt said to me, why don't you go and, and talk to this guy? And he was the team leader, so I didn't have much choice. So over I went and I said, hi, we're followers of Jesus. Whoops, I mean Yeshua. And we're here to, um, we just would love to talk to you. And, and amazingly, he said, sure, grab a seat. I'd love to chat. And it's really strange you've come over, he said, because I don't normally sit here. And in the last few days, I've had this dream And in my dream, there's a path of darkness and there's a path of light. And I'm really thinking about it and I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe you guys could explain what it means. So I did this like double take with Matt, thinking this has got to be some kind of a setup before before thinking, wow, this is amazing. And we went on to have this great conversation with this guy. And we carried on meeting with him over the next few weeks as he continued to, to, continue to explore faith. And then on the night before we flew home, he said a prayer inviting Jesus into his own life with us. It was so amazing, such a, an amazing experience of seeing God at work through us sharing our faith. But for me, I know there have been lots of times where things haven't gone as well as that as well. Like when I've um, tried to explain something about Jesus to someone and I've ended up confusing both them and myself. Or when I've um, just had a go and someone's just really not been interested and I've ended up feeling kind of rejected or hurt. Or when, you know, I've just um, stepped out and it's been the perfect opportunity to say, to say something, but I've just not gone for it in that moment. And I thought, oh, why didn't I take that chance? And, and this last year, it's brought some maybe extra challenges in this area too, because we've not been able to see people as normal. We've not had those natural moments of interaction, have we? So why should we continue to try and share our faith, even when it's hard? And how should we go about doing it? That's what I want to talk to us about today. Before we start, though, I realise some of you might be here for the first time, either in the room or, or you guys watching online. And if that's you, I just want to say firstly, I'm so glad that you're here. And um, I realise that, um, you know, this might not be immediately applicable to you, but I at, least, I at least hope by the end you'll have more of an understanding why we as followers of Jesus really love to tell other people, even if we don't get it right all of the time. So why share our faith? Why tell others? Well, firstly, it's because Jesus says, go. Jesus tells us to. Last week was Easter Sunday, and we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And in the Bible, the four Gospels, they record one main conversation Jesus has with his group of disciples when they're all together. And it's amazing to see a single theme emerge in each of the accounts. So in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says to them, Go and make disciples of all nations. In Mark, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. In Luke, Jesus says, go into all the nations and preach repentance and forgiveness of sins so that people will turn to me. And finally, in John's gospel, Jesus says to them, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Imagine how those disciples must have been feeling the man they'd followed um, and given up everything for had just been killed and now he was appearing to them alive again. They must have been confused, afraid, like unsure about what the future was going to bring. But when Jesus appears to them, of all the things he could have picked, he chooses to go big on this one. He says to them, go. Go and tell others. Go and share this good news. Go and speak to people everywhere about what you've seen and heard. I'm sending you. If I'm honest, though, I find myself often gravitating towards some of the other things that Jesus says. Some of the things are a little bit less onerous. Like when he says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I'll give you rest. Or I've come that you may have life and life in all of its fullness. And those statements, they're just so wonderful. They're so true. And they're so precious to us, especially in the times like we're living in. But I want to suggest that as many times Jesus says, come and receive from me. He also says, go and share. As many times as Jesus says to us, I'm with you. He also says to us, I'm sending you. As many times as Jesus says to us, you know, come to me and you're my fr- I've called you my friends. He also says to us, go and invite others to come to the party. So if we're followers of Jesus, we're called to share our faith because he says to us, go. But a second reason is because it's such good news and good news is worth sharing. I remember um, when me and my wife Lizzie got engaged, we we had this lovely day in the Peak District and then as as we drove home in the car, we thought we'd start telling some people. So firstly, um, we rang Lizzie's parents, of course, and and that was great. And And then we rang my parents and that was great too. But soon after that, we started getting messages on our phones from people saying congratulations, from people we hadn't even spoken to. And of course, Lizzie's mum was so excited that she'd basically speed dialed through her address book, um, just, you know, getting the good news out. And it was truly impressive how quickly she was doing this and the amount of messages that were coming in. But good news, it travels fast, doesn't it? And what we've been entrusted with is such good news. It's the very best of news that says, God loves you. You know, whether you're in the room right now or wherever you're watching from, Jesus loves you. He gave his life for you. He took all of, our, all of our sins, your sins, my sins, all of our collective wrongdoing in the past, the present and into the future, even the things we feel most guilty about. And he took all those things on his own shoulders to pay the penalty, to pay the price so that we could be set free. And this news news means that where we're far from God, we can be brought near. Where we're strangers to God, we can come to know him as our father and as our friend. And where we feel guilty before God, we can know that we are forgiven. And I love seeing the impact of this news in people's lives, like the hundred or so that we know about here who've said yes to Jesus over this last year. Or people like my friend Tom We met Tom a couple of years ago in Market Square as we were sharing Jesus with people and we had the joy of seeing Tom just invite Jesus into his life right there in Market Square. And a couple of weeks ago, I met up with Tom for a coffee and he sent me this message afterwards saying this, the hardest part of lockdown for me is that I've been living on my own for the whole time. But Jesus has been my rock I've clung to in times of loneliness and in times of sadness. I hit hit rock bottom for three days, but the love of Jesus and what he wants was far more beautiful, far more powerful, and that's what's pulled me back. And Jesus has had this amazing impact in Tom's life. And if I think about it, who knows where Tom would be if we'd not met that day in Market Square. But the impact of this good news is not just for life now, it's for life forever. Author and speaker J. John, he says this, Without Jesus, we have a hopeless end. But with Jesus, we have an endless hope. And I love that. Jesus' victory over death is evidence of this hope. It's proof that that all of us who know him, who trust him, we can look forward to life with him forever in a new creation where there's no more suffering, no more sickness, no more death. What a message to be entrusted with. So we tell others because Jesus says go and because it's such good news and because of the impact it has in people's lives, both now, but also for all of eternity. But what about how? How to share our faith? How how did the disciples do it? If we look back at those final conversations Jesus had with them that we were looking at earlier, he didn't only say to them go. He also said to them I'm with you. He gave them a promise. In Matthew, Jesus says, surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. In Mark, we read, the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them. In Luke, Jesus says, I'm going to send you what my father promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. And in John's gospel, Jesus simply breathes on them and says, receive, the Holy Spirit. So Jesus' instruction to go, it was always combined with this promise of his presence. Whenever Jesus said, go, he also said, I'm coming with you. And a few weeks later, the Holy Spirit was poured out on those first disciples on the day of Pentecost. The risen Jesus ascended into heaven, but he didn't leave them on their own. He filled them with his Spirit. And the results were extraordinary as as they went out and started to to preach the good news, to share this good news. And thousands of people began to respond. And the same power is available for each one of us today as we step out and and how we need that as we go. Whenever we run um, an alpha course, like the guys were talking about earlier, the session on the Holy Spirit is always such a highlight because we get to see God's power at work. And on a recent course, one of the guests called Ali, he described what happened to him. He says, when we got to the Holy Spirit session, I really didn't want to take part. I didn't think anything remarkable was going to happen, especially on Zoom. But after the video, I found myself in a challenging mood. We'd seen loads of stories, but I wanted to see something for myself. And our group hosts, they invited the Holy Spirit to come, and one of them said they thought they had a word for me. And my initial thought, he says, was, okay, here we go, something generic that could apply to anybody. But then what they said was so relevant and so specific that I just burst out laughing and I looked at my my wife and she had the same reaction. He says, we knew it was the Holy Spirit. There could be no other way. And the experience totally changed my perspective on God and faith. I still have lots of questions, but I know that God is real and I know that he is good because he took time to speak to me. So how are we to share our faith? Especially when we're finding it challenging, frustrating, when we're feeling afraid or weary. It's only through this power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says go, but he also promises to give us what we need as we step out. But what about more practically? What are some of the different ways we can do this? Has anyone ever played top trump cards? I used to love top trumps growing up. Um, I used to play it for like hours and hours with my brother's. And you can get top trumps on all kinds of categories, like, I don't know, sports cars or the world's cutest cats. And there's even one for the top London galleries, bizarrely. And on each top trump card, you get like a list of attributes and a number. And and you play your card against your opponent and you just see, see who has the top number and see who wins, right? So I've made my own Share Your Faith top trump cards that I want to share with you today. And a few of our graphics team have been off, so I've been left to my own devices. So um, forgive me for that. But here's the first one, Um, invitation. So I've given this one a pretty low score for risk factor, but a really high score for doability. We might find it a challenge to preach to a crowd or to pray for a miracle. But all of us can invite a friend, can't we? And Jesus himself, he did this loads. He used to say, come and see, like to his first disciples, come and see, come and follow me. And we might invite someone to come here on a Sunday or to tune in um, you know, to the online service. We might invite someone to come to our small group. We could even invite them around for dinner now, al fresco, can't we, in our gardens. And Whitebird Coffee's open now as well. So we can go and get a, a flat white with someone as long as the weather's okay. And what's the worst that can happen? Probably that someone just politely says no. But could, it could be the start of an amazing journey for them. So my second um, Share Your Faith top trump card is proclamation. And this one is just about explaining the good news of Jesus to someone. I've given it a pretty high courage rating, but a maximum score for eternal impact. It's something we're all encouraged to be ready for because you never know when someone might say to you, hey, I've heard that you're a Christian and so what difference does Jesus make to your life, especially in the lockdown. And helping point someone to Jesus in a moment like that can make such a difference. And I think that's why the Apostle Peter wrote this, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. And if you're thinking, I could could never do that, I just wouldn't know what to say. One thing I'd love to invite you to is a training we're running in a few weeks' time, which is going to be all about this topic. Just head to trentv.org forward slash shareyourfaith for all the details. My my third um, Share Your Faith Top Trump is Supernatural. And this one is about inviting God's kingdom to break into the present. It could be um, praying for someone for healing. It could be, um, you know, sharing a prophetic word with someone. It could just be asking the Holy Spirit to come and encounter them with his presence. And there are so many stories in the Bible where the message of the kingdom is accompanied with like a demonstration, a sign of God's power. And that's why here at Trent we have this this hallmark of being naturally supernatural, which we love to aspire to. I've given this one a pretty high score for like instant perspective change, just like what happened with um, Ali on the Alpha course. But I've, I've given it a high score for potential awkwardness too because it probably is going to mean us stepping outside of our comfort zone. But I love what um, Vineyard Pastor Alan Scott says, the awesome is so often in the awkward. And that's been true, certainly in my experience. Number four, this one is character. And it's about who we are rather than what we say. I've scored it really high on integrity, but also high on selflessness and kind of cost. Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And who we are makes such a difference. During this last year, Jesus' words here have played out in so many countless actions of people here at Trent who've served others in all kinds of ways. And the team at Trent Compassion who've given out thousands of Christmas boxes Thousands of Easter boxes, hundreds of boxes for key workers and others in need. I heard this week that there's been over 7,500 gifts that have been sent out during this season. I just think that's so amazing. And Jesus' light has been shining brightly through all of it. And our character and our good deeds so often pave the way for someone to begin their journey of finding out about Jesus. So my fifth top trump Um, card here is prayer and I've given prayer a high score for power but also pretty high on perseverance we might simply pray for someone to come to know Jesus and I've heard of people who've prayed every day for years um, for for a friend or a family member to come to to believe in Jesus and then suddenly that's happened but but you might be here today in the room or, or watching online and just you know really praying for someone in that position yourself and Jesus encourages us to keep going, keep pressing in, keep persevering. Even, it's, even if it's a mystery as to what's happening, God hears our prayers. But we, we can also pray for courage and for opportunities um, to share our faith with those around us. And I think that's a really dangerous prayer to pray because I think it's one that God loves to answer. Or we could pray for, for the church around the world, the persecuted church, where telling others about Jesus is, is perhaps difficult difficult or dangerous. And I love what Brother Andrew from Open Doors says, our prayers go where we cannot. And finally, I've got this one, um, church planting, this share your faith card, church planting. And um, this one is a bit different because it probably only applies to some people. Um, but I really believe that there, there are people either watching online right now or here in the room who have a calling to either plant a church or go on a team that's going on that journey. And Tim Keller, the founding pastor of Redeemer Church in New York, he says this, church planting is the best single way to grow the body of Christ in a city. In the book of Acts, in the Bible, it shows that church planting was was like the primary strategy of the early church. As the gospel spread, churches were planted in town after town, so I've given church planting a high score on effectiveness but also high on life change because it, it, could, move, it could mean moving city, changing job, lots of kind of practical implications. Maybe you though have a, a growing sense that God is calling you to explore this area of church planting. Or maybe it was something that you thought about some time ago and today is like a reminder for you to go back to that. Or maybe you've never thought about church planting before But right now, you feel the Holy Spirit stirring you about it. Either way, I'd encourage you to just press into that. Seek the Lord. Talk to Jesus about it. And maybe talk to people here. Talk to your small group leaders or some of the team here who'd love to help you explore the next steps. Now, this um, list is not an exhaustive one. So if you can think of any other Share Your Faith Top Trump cards, I'd love you to share them with me. With these different models, though, you might have ones that you kind of like the sound of, and others that you think, this is going to be way out of my comfort zone. Or others, you just think, oh, I want to give that one a try. Whatever place you're in, none of us can do this on our own. Jesus says, go, but he also says, I'm with you. I've given you the Holy Spirit to help you, to guide you, to empower you,